Hallelujah, hallelujah. I pray that everybody get to see this, can come in and won't have a problem uh, seeing this. Hallelujah. This is Elder Anton Seals of AJS Ministry. We thank God and bless God for everyone that's on. We give you all the praise, honor, and the glory, God, because you're the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and beside you, there is none other. So, God, we just come to say thank you this morning. Thank you for your grace and your mercy, which is sufficient to keep us in the time of trouble. And so, Lord, glory to your name. Hallelujah. You're welcome, Father. We adore you. We magnify you. We thank you for this class, oh God. The tabernacle dwells in you. 16 weeks, oh God, that we'll be talking about our relationship of how to enter in through the three courts of our lives, the outer court, the inner court, and entering into that only place where we can get closer to you is the holies of holies, which you are only one that can let us in based on the sincerity of our hearts and our intimacy with you, oh God, and our diligence and due diligence to seek after you. Beyond your sovereign power, there's no way to get closer, God. So we bow down and worship you and adore you and magnify. If there's ever a time for people to understand that they are the tabernacle, you have a personal meeting place, and that is you. You have intimacy with God based on the time you spend with him, based on how willing you're willing to sacrifice your time, your talents, and your treasures to be with God in the name of Jesus. So we thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Jesus, who died on the cross and shed his blood. There's a fountain filled with blood that washes, that cleanses us, that delivers us, sets us free. And we thank you right now for we're going to be studying the tabernacle dwells in you for over the next several uh, weeks and months, and we're excited about what God is able to do uh, in us, through us, for us, for the glory of God, not for ourselves, not for you and I, but that God will be glorified. And we just want to say thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing in our lives. And so we're we're live on uh, AJS Ministry Tabernacle of Fire uh, in you, and this tabernacle dwells in you. This is Brother Anton Seals, Elder Seals. Uh, this is the book. Let me see if I have uh, my book here. I do. This is a spiral book. Uh, it's not available right now, but this is the book. It's called The Tabernacle Dwells in You. Hallelujah. There's a paperback. I don't have it on my desk right now, uh, but uh, God bless. Got the baby with her. Hallelujah. Uh, it's not Jasmine. It's I can't think of the baby's name, but we welcome the baby. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And thank you for joining in with us this morning, uh, pray this afternoon. We're going to get started. Uh, I handed out and sent you guys a copy of the book. Those of you that are listening live on Facebook, those of you listening live on Facebook, and I'm asking those of you that are listening live on Facebook, and if you're if you're seeing this, please share this uh, on your, uh, click the button share and share this with other people. I would greatly appreciate that, giving honor and glory to God. Just share it. Uh, on your page and other people's pages just to give glory to God that we're trying to spread this word about the importance of your intimacy with Jesus Christ. Your intimacy with God is based on understanding that it requires a prayer life. It requires intimacy with God. It requires spending some time with the Holy Father. Hallelujah. And that's what we want to get to today. We want you to know that if you spend time with our God, our Lord, and our Savior, he 
hears you. He knows all about you. Even when you don't think he's listening, when you don't think he's watching, he is there. He says in the word that he's always with us. And so with that said, we're just going to go right into the lesson and give God the glory, thanking God for what he's able to do, seen and unseen in our lives. Hallelujah. And I'm looking at my screen because I got things behind it that you all don't see. Uh, but I'm going to be trying to read from, from uh, my, 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 my paper in front of me. Uh, and praise God for everybody that's on. Welcome, Brother Clarence. Welcome, Brother Willa May. Welcome, Brother uh, Chris Miller from Oklahoma, one of, uh, another one of my prayer partners, and Brother Randall Poindexter, a friend also in the gospel, a man of God uh, who's been, he's been in this class, so this is a repeat for him, and uh, he, he'll be able to share some insight as we go on. If you have any questions, please raise your hand. If you're live on Facebook and you'd like to get in this class, please write us after the class or text us, email us, and we'll get in touch with you. Uh, we're going to start uh, according to the agenda that I've given you, the handout and the syllabus. Uh, we're going to start on page 14, but if you got that book in front of you, I would like for you to turn in your book, I think it should say page um, 20. 2022 20, 2020 page 20 page 20 in your book hallelujah and I, I don't want to uh share it on the on the screen because if i if i share it in the screen you only see um just a little bit of, of me and you're just saying people don't want to just see the book spread out over the page uh, but so we're, we're speaking and talking about the tabernacle dwells in you it is a um book the Lord gave me to write. It looks like this, The Tabernacle Dwells in You. The e-book, there's an e-book on, uh, on um, Amazon Kindle, Amazon Kindle. So you can, you can get the book on Amazon Kindle if you so desire to have a copy of the book. You can get it on Amazon uh, Kindle book, but I, I can't teach from it um, because it's just too small and there's it's the, the page numbers are ridiculous in the ebook, but we're going to start on page 21. Elder Sims, I, did not, I don't. Yes, sir. I have one quick question. Can I use the same book? My tabernacle book? Is that the same one that I had? I paperback that you taught in the class. Um, you have to tell me what page are you go to page, uh, go to page 20, go to page, uh, Oh, no, 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 no. I don't have it with me now. I just wanted to know. I'm, I, I got it pulled no, up on. Uh, no, no. Yeah. No, I, I would, I'm not sure because I re-edited this. Uh, there's a 2016 version. Okay. Um, and so um, I was checking today, Brother Randall, since you asked the other people that are interested, if you're interested in the book, I would need at least another 10 people to join and they'd have to pay $30 uh, to register because it would cost me just for 10 books, uh, $500 and... $60. If I ordered 20 books, it's it's a little cheaper, um, but I don't have that many people in the class. But I, I'm praying, I'm believing God that more and more people will join this class. It is worth your time. This is going to be a 16-week class. I guarantee you, I promise you in the spirit, Holy Spirit, have your way. This is the Lord's doing. It's not Anton Seals. This is the work the Lord gave me. Before we start in the preface, I had made a, a, a comments from the author, and I'd like for you to go, if you would, with me to page um, um, 20. 
page 20 at the bottom there, it says, in relationship to the Old and New Testament. And I was reading this last night and again this morning, and I was just led to share this with you. And you also have a handout that has a workshop, uh, worksheets. And the worksheets you'll be able to fill out as we go through some of the text, and then we'll go over it again tomorrow uh, okay. to complete it. Um, but I wanted to just share with you, in the relationship of the Old Testament, and this is what it reads, in the relationship of the Old Testament and the New Testament, it reveals that God allowed the suffering of and, and the shedding of blood of Jesus Christ. Why? Because as we study the tabernacle, we're going to discover in Exodus 25, uh, where the Lord God speaks to Moses. This is after Moses has brought the children out of Israel, he, uh, out of Egypt. He's brought them out. He's brought them to Mount Zion. He's brought them to this place of worship where God is. And, and, and he's telling them that, that I want you to build me a sanctuary. That sanctuary is a tabernacle. You always hear me talking about the tabernacle. That is a meeting place. It's a tent. And it actually meant a tent of meeting. This is where uh, the children of Israel, when they came out of Egypt, when they came out of Egypt and they came across the, uh, the Red Sea and, and then he built this, this, this tabernacle according to the plan. So there's a plan, this tabernacle, this human body is your tabernacle. It's made of flesh. But it is a spiritual, it has a spiritual treasure. That's why he calls you a peculiar treasure, because his spirit is housed in you, is placed in you. It dwells, it meets with you down on the inside of you, the holy place of God in the, in the holiness of who you are. That's in your soul, down in your spirit, man. There's a spirit of the living God. It's the rivers of living water. It's the quickening of God's, uh, that we call it the, the, the eyes of the Lord, the eyes of God, which were the, the wisdom, the knowledge, the understanding. These are the seven spirits of God, and it represents the eyes the knowledge, the wisdom of God, the, the, uh, the almighty power of God, the counsel of God, and the fear of God. But most importantly, to begin with, is that the spirit of God is upon you. The spirit of God is on you. The spirit of God is through you and in you and all around you. So we thank God for each one of you. So I'm opening this class up under getting you to understand that we're going to be talking about entering into three courts, the outer court, the inner court, and the holies and holy. I'm going to show you a PowerPoint presentation in just a minute. And 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 you won't you'll just see the PowerPoint. You won't see my face as much, but that's okay. Uh, I just wanted to pull this out that there's a direct relationship between the sacrifice of giving uh, uh, offerings at the uh, altar of sacrifice and uh, sacrifice of Jesus. So the Old Testament is foreshadowing the coming of Jesus Christ in the flesh. Because in the beginning of time, the Father, the Son, God, the Father, and the Son, the Trinity, as we call it, were all together at the foundation of time. Amen. And so I just want you all to know that as we study this word, as we dwell into this word, that you're talking about your intimacy with God. You're talking about a, a tent that's made without hands, a place of worship that you don't see it, but you can experience. Hallelujah. And God can reveal some things in the spiritual realm that you don't know and understand in the natural realm. Amen. And so I just want to pull that out. Uh, so let's go now to page 24 and we'll go to the preface. I just want to cover some things. I do have a, a lot to show you, a lot to cover today. 
Uh, and I'm praying that we can get through this in a very timely manner. There's just so much to cover. Uh, Brother, Brother Randall will tell you it, it is a lot, a lot, a lot uh, of material. But looking at the first page on page 24, Randall, the old book may be page 19, uh, but, but we talk about being led by the Holy Spirit, the inner spirit of God that's in us. And, and so this, this Holy Spirit in this writing, this teaching is to encourage and to edify our inner spirit, man. Uh, the church in general, believers, new converts, and all mature saints, and those that are searching for God, those that are lost, but that we pray this will lead you to want to know about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and about the creator God himself and the comfort of the Holy Spirit. It is hope that this, this training, this class will give you an everlasting transformation of your heart, your mind, and your soul as you desire closer walk with God. In fact, the Bible teaches us in Matthew that we should, and Deuteronomy, that we should love the Lord our God with all our heart, mind, and soul, and strength. And so we're praying that this class will help you do that. We are called to believe in the, in the presence of Jesus and confess with our mouths that he is the son of the living God, that he died and arose, and on the third day he arose, hallelujah, but he's the living son of God that came and walked on the face of this earth and, and he dwelt with us and believe in one and only true God, the almighty triune God. This, this writing also, these key factors that I'm giving you to help discover God's plan for your life as a kingdom builder. You were created in his image and his likeness that you would be a kingdom builder, but you must first begin by confessing and believing in the name of Jesus and God through God almighty and all power. Believe in the word of God by faith to believe. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. Believe by faith in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And, and you must also be able to, to confess and repent. And that's one of the hardest things for men is to confess, repent, and to forgive. Hallelujah. So we've got to get to this place where we're forgiving, that we're bowing down and worshiping God and confessing and repenting and accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. We pray in the name of Jesus and worship God, to study God, to study his word, to spread the good news, lead souls. You want to lead people to Jesus Christ. You don't, you can't, you can't really want them to, to, to the Lord. You can lead them to the Lord, but the only one that really knows if they're one over to Jesus Christ is God Almighty. You will see the fruit and the evidence of it in due season, but the only one that really knows, because just going in the water and getting baptized does not mean that one is truly a believer. And so I want to encourage you to continue to be that disciple, be a man and woman of God who loves God, that's disciplined by the word of God. And disciple is one who's learned to study the word of God. You are student of the word of God, disciple meaning to, to know the word of God, to study the word of God, to be disciplined by the word of God. There's a Greek word that I'll be getting into that explains it more as we go further into the text. God's plan includes the gift of salvation. Hallelujah. So by the blood, the blood of Jesus, not like the blood of on, on Calvary, uh, not like the blood that was the animals. There's a big difference. The blood and the high priest, the blood of the animals, that was done once a year. 
once a year, and the high priest and the other priests took the animals and slayed them and put them on the altar as a sacrifice for man's sin. They did that on a regular basis. But once a year was called the atonement. The atonement means then oneness with God and oneness with God Almighty and in unity of what God is saying, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, that Jesus is the ultimate sacrifice. He is the high priest of all high priests. There's another training in this uh, lesson, in this teaching I've done at Victory Apostolic Church, where I had the opportunity to, to expand this teaching, where we did a, a um, I guess it was about eight hours, to, uh, maybe two, one, two, three, four, four hours, but it could be eight hours very easily. But I took um, and talked on, on behalf of Pastor uh, Singleton, uh, Jr. at Victory Apostolic Church some years back on uh, the relationship of the Old Testament, New Testament, and the sacrifice of Jesus versus sacrifice of the lambs uh, or the ram on the altar of, of God, uh, prayer of the altar of what's called the brazen altar, where your sacrifice is laid to forgiveness of sin. And the high priest would go in and put blood on the, on the, around the corners of the altar of, of prayer. Uh, it was called the, the golden altar of prayer. And, and so he would go there and then he would go behind the veil once a year and he'd have to move around and scoot around because it was a big thick blank, uh, cloth that hung and, and he couldn't, it wasn't rent. This is before the veil was rent. And so I just wanna point these things out. I'm going to take us to a, a video and share this video with the class. Uh, to kind of give an overview of what we're going to be studying from the creation of time and, and pray that this will help you to understand even better. Let me share this on the screen. Hallelujah. Bear with me because I have to make the adjustments myself. And this is, I, I'm high tech, but not that high tech. <laughs> not yet, not yet. Hallelujah. Just waiting on that day that I can get the help that we need to uh, help be able to uh, do more for the glory of God. But here's here's the uh, video that I, I want to share with all of you as we go into this lesson. Uh, can you all see that? <laughs> amen, amen. And I pray that you can see it fairly well. Um, hallelujah. Uh, is it coming straight up? Can you see all of it or is there something mm -hmm. else in the way? Okay. Um, as we get into the, uh, I don't know what's happened on my screen. Is is okay? That, is that better? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So this is the, the opening of the book, um, and so we're gonna we're gonna be talking about how the mankind made uh, in God's image. Uh, mankind mean we're made in the image of God, all for the glory of God, and it's the tabernacle. His, his sole purpose, God's sole purpose of creating you and I, his sole purpose of creating you and I was to give him glory, was to bring God glory. And he created us in his image and his likeness. You'll find that in Genesis 1 and 26. And uh, you can read through that where he talks about having dudamous power. It's a beautiful baby girl. God bless her. 
in name of Jesus. Thank you for letting us see the baby. And so in the beginning, in the beginning, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void and darkness and upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of the Lord moved upon the face of the waters. And so, so as we begin to get into the text, the tabernacle brings us to this place in our relationship that the mind of God is far beyond comprehending the will of God. And God says, let there be, and, and, and things became he said, let there be, whenever he speaks, and life became an ex into existence. He said, let there be light. And so the mind of God, the, the, the vision, the imagination of God, the creativity of God is all rooted in the seed, the spirit of the living God. The seed is the word of God. And so the mind of God created heaven. The mind of God created everything that we know that exists. Everything was created for God and for his glory and for his purpose. All things as said before is made for his glory. The word became flesh. In the beginning was the word and the word became flesh. God creates man and woman in his image and his likeness. You are not a person who just happens to be here, whether or not you believe it or not. God said, what? Let there be light and there's light. God said, let there be, and it was good, and it was good. God divided light and darkness. Darkness cannot overtake and consume the light. Darkness is the absence of light. Amen. But light is light. It can never be darkened unless, because even at nighttime, there is still a light that emerges, the shadow of the, of the presence of God, the shadow, uh, as though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. You're not walking through death. You're walking through the, the, the shadow of death because the arms of God, the wings of God who covered thee, the hiding of you in his tabernacle by, by uh, creating God through Jesus Christ and, and letting him die and sacrifice his life and shed the blood and rent the veil gives you direct access to come and be under the shadow of his wings that he'll hide you in his tabernacle. He'll hide you in the secret place. He can hide you in the cleft of the rock as he did Moses when he went by. Moses said, let me see all of you. And, and, and God said, no, no, you can't. No man can see all of me. The only man that had been close that close was Moses, amen, and Jesus himself. And the evening and the morning and the first day was day. So, so, but he separates darkness by bringing who's the sun? The light, the light of God, the presence of God. And so we, we want to understand the creation so that we understand that, that that we're not here by accident. He made all of this that you see and the beauty of, of his holiness, the beauty of his glorious mind. The, 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 just imagine as you look at these pictures from, from outer space that, that God made that. He made this. How did he do this? That's beyond our understanding. For that, God, we adore you. We, that's why adoration is so important. See, understand, people of God that are listening to this, the study of the tabernacle is entering to the realm of intimacy with God from an out-of-court relationship. Even as we study this, I'm going to show you that in the book of Revelation, he only talks about two, two courts. There are three courts, outer court, inner court, and the holy court. But in the book of Revelation, 
revelation of which he's telling us that what's to come, what exists to come when he comes back will just be the holy court and the holies of holies. He doesn't even talk about the outer court relationship. He's talking about this beautiful world that we live in is his holiness, is the glory of God's mind that creates such beauty and such splendor. He's, he's worthy of all the praise, honor. Look at this world that he made and this firmament separating the waters and the heavens. He separated it in the name of Jesus. Glory to God in the name of Jesus. My sister, I'm on, uh, this is my sister, y'all, everything okay? I'm on, I'm on the class. Okay, I'll, I'll send it to, I'll try to send it to you right now. I thought I sent it to you, okay. Uh, then we'll talk later, okay. You all keep my sister Ronnie um, uh, Dixon Seals in prayer. Uh, she's been having some health issues. That's why I took the call. She was trying to get on, but uh, just keep her in your prayers. Lord Amen. bless over my sister in the name of Jesus and keep her God. Uh, keep her in perfect peace and heal her body and deliver. Uh, and God said, let the firmaments of the midst of the, of the waters, let it die, let it divide, let it divide the waters from the waters. And so, so we see here, we see here this intimacy with God. God made this firmament. He divided the waters which were under the firmament, under the heavens from, from the water. He separates it and he creates this world that we live in. And God called it the firmament, the heavens. And so then the evening and the morning became the second day. And look at this beautiful picture of this globe of this world. I, I wish I had a, a graphic designers that could set the stage and, and as I'm teaching, have some music softly playing and, and just beautiful worship and praise and, and music that's soft that takes us into that place of worship because he's worthy as you look at the beauty of his holiness and what God created, that the mind of God, the vastness and the depth of the world that we can't even fathom just how he could do something like this and still create you in his image and his likeness after he created all this and set you in place to be the stewards of his kingdom, mm. to be stewards of the, the mind of God, the stewards of, of the things of God, to be stewards and, and proprietors. He says, I call you to be ministers. I call you to be servants. I call you to be ambassadors. I call you my children, but I created you in my image and my likeness. And in the garden of Eve, I set Adam in place and Eve in place and said, this is for you. And so this body represents more than just a physical walk around tent. It is the place where God dwells in you. And you're his instruments. You're his vessels that he wants to get the glory from. And God said, let them bring forth grass. And so you can go back and read the scriptures. I'm just trying to give you a highlight of the beauty and the holiness of God, the mind of God. When you look at the constellation of all the stars and the moon and, and the outer space, or you go over to the side here on the bottom left and you see the moon coming up out the water or the sun coming up in the morning out of the east. And that's why the tabernacle faced the east. When you go into the tabernacle, it's facing the east. 
Why? Because it's, it's where the Son of God, the light of God comes up in the east. Hallelujah. The light is the light of God. It's the presence of God. It represents the menorah. It represents you and I, the people of God that he put. And so look at the beauty of his heavenly uh, glory, glory, glory. And as the sun goes down and the moon comes up, he did all that for us. Look at this. How the majesty of his glory, the splendor of his mind that God was able to create this for you and I. And, and, and now we can travel to outer space. And, and man is trying to act like they did this on their own. The imagination of Musk and, and, and what's his name with, with, uh, with FedEx, and I can't think of it, but, but the, the, the mind of God that he's given you this gift of knowledge, of wisdom and knowledge, seven, the seven spirits and the seven spirits of God is the knowledge, the understanding, the wisdom, the fear, the might, the counsel, but it's the spirit of God that gives us the ability to do all these wondrous things that you can go and look and travel and, and be in places and see this glorious world. The medicine that God is making uh, through man to heal man is the balm of Gilead. It ain't just some medicine. It's the presence of the mind of God that's given you on this earth everything that you need that's down on the inside of you and down in your soul to be able to heal you, Chris, and keep you going, to bring you back from a back injury and like my brother Randall, who they said would never walk again. But if you saw him, you say, my God, look at him. He's up, moving around, doing that. But that's the hand of God. When you've ever experienced being down, Sister Willamette, and God lifts you up in the neck. Clarence, if you've ever known and didn't know and didn't see the presence of God, then all you got to do is think back and think of something that you know that supernaturally you didn't do on your Look at the splendor of his glory. And that's why we need to give God glory. That's why we give him adoration, meaning that the, the reverence of his holiness, reverence of his presence and prayer brings us to that place in the name of Jesus. That's right. Bring them babies around. Bring the children. That's right. Let them hear this. They hear all this. Some people say, why they got the children? Why they got, the... you know what? Let your children hear. Let it get in their spirit because it's the spirit of God. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. So if you're listening to this, look, look, God created this for you and I. He said, <laughs> this is God's wondrous work. And God said, let the waters bring forth abundantly. That's why God said, I'll, 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 I'll pour out a blessing that you won't have room enough to receive. Bring your tithes to the storehouse. Hallelujah. Give, give God your best offering. Don't, don't bring him the leftovers. Give him your best. Give him your first. Give him, he don't want to know. He's coming back for unblemished sacrifices. You are his sacrifice. You're his tabernacle. And what I'm doing is setting the stage of the beauty. Look at the animals. Look at the mountains. Look at these huge animals called whales that can jump up out the water. Look at this butterfly compared to a whale. The mind and the beauty of God's imagination that he gives you to be created is seen in his glory all over the world. And we haven't even tapped into it. We're so busy being hateful. And people you know are so hateful and angry and bitter and fear is running rampant in our world and look at all that God has given us and is available to each one of us. 
Hallelujah. I pray that the teaching, Brother Randall, is different this time because it's been four or five years since I taught this. I pray that the growth of God in my spirit, the Holy Spirit, has done something that made this image that you see in us and each of us, that we're his children, we're his sheep, we're his flock. And so he says in, in the scripture, let us, let us make man in our image and our likeness and give them dominion, 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 all power, dutiless power over the fish, over the fowl, over the cattle, over all the earth, every creeping thing on the earth under those. So God created you in his image. I am setting you up to understand why it's important for this out-of-body experience that you experience when he sits you in a heavenly place. John wasn't the only one that got to, to, to be in a heavenly place to get revelations from God. All of the disciples got some revelations from God from the witnessing and the prayers that they went through. All of the, the uh, uh, prophets, especially in the Old Testament, they had firsthand experience of hearing a word from God and revelation that that was forecasting what was going to come that 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 god's word as the alpha and the omega in the tabernacle means it's already done the beginning and the end was already done he said i want you to build the sanctuary the same way that i made man i'm going to give you the instructions that, to make me a sanctuary a place of worship but i put it down on the inside of you so i want you to study and come closer to me by studying my word and it will strengthen you the tabernacle that you rest in it'll be a solid rock kind of rejected stone it might be but it becomes a solid rock of jesus god created you in his image and his likeness he made you as beautiful as this world is i don't care who says you ugly fat skinny too big too too strong, too weak, whatever, black, white, green, purple. I don't care about none of that because God made us in his image and whatever he made, he said, it is good. Hallelujah. Amen. It is beautiful. Hallelujah. Your children need to hear this. Your young men and women need to hear this. They hating on you and they don't even know nothing about you. They hating on other people and, and, and talking about their neighbors and don't know nothing and shooting people down because there's an absence of the presence of God. That's what's missing in the world. Hallelujah. Be, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. Subdue it. For I've given you dominion. That's that word of dominion. Do the miss power. This is the breath of God, the Ruach of God. This word of God is the spirit. Every word in the Bible was given by holy inspiration, which is the spirit, a seed of God's mind, the seed of his thought. It's the seed. It's the word. It starts. It could be the alphabet. <laughs> in Psalms, we talk about the alphabets in the Greek. And, and so, so every word, every breath comes from God. Try not breathing. <laughs> Try holding your breath. There, there's a there's a challenge that some people play with where they, they hold their breath until they pass out. And the teenagers, some teenagers are dying from this. But they don't understand you don't control this. This is God. Hey, baby girl, hallelujah. What's the baby name? Karis. Huh? Karis. Karis. Carrie? Karis. C H A R I S. S O R. Karis. 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 Okay, Karis. Amen. We got brother. We got sister Karis on, and we got uh, sister Willa May's granddaughter on. So we got some babies yeah, in the house. Yeah. Okay, we got to put on mute now. We got to keep going. 
We gave you your, we gave you your, your, your five minutes to five seconds. Glory to God. And so as, as we go into this, I just want to bring to you this understanding that we're studying out of the Tabernacle Dwells. This book is filled with God's word. You can read this on the back uh, of the book page that I sent you. Uh, you should be able to see this, and you can read that at a later time. Uh, and, but I want you to capture this. Uh, the book is filled with God's word, is inspirational about the heavenly tabernacle, tabernacle that Moses built, the tabernacle that dwells in the inner spirit of who you are by faith to believe in the resurrected Savior. The world is in turmoil. I wrote this years ago. I, I started writing this in 2010. I didn't publish the first book until 2012. And the world is filled with turmoil. People are suffering. Countless children are dying. Families and communities are decimated throughout the world. Yet I hear God and I believe God. God has given uh, a clarion call. So March 19th, and if you're listening to me, the clarion call is to March 19th, Saturday. We're doing a 24-hour prayer from 6 a.m. Saturday through Sunday morning, 24 hours. We're, we're praying and believing God for all seven continents to be involved because he says to give a clarion call that you are the candle of the Lord. He's always calling the candle of the Lord, and he told me to tell everybody, let your light shine. Let your light shine. Chris Willamay, let your light keep shining. Uh, we thank God for that, that God has given us older folks extended life that will be a long time here. Hallelujah for another 25 years, 30 years, be 99 and a half going on 100. <laughs> Hallelujah. And still, still teaching. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Chris. Hallelujah, Brother Randall. Hallelujah, Brother Clarence. Hallelujah to all of you that are listening. Hallelujah, Elvis Jennifer Seal. Glory to God. He says that that give a clarion call that you're the candle of the Lord, that you're children and let your light shine. But he says, I, 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 God called saying, return unto me and I will return unto you. So the book provides some spiritual information that's rooted in the presence of God. And from the outer court fellowship of confusion and stagnation, you can read this on the back of the book. That's enough. I'm going to go ahead to the next part. I told you this, this, this teaching, it, 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 you can't do it all in an hour. In, in four hours or six hours. It, this, is, this is an intense class, and I, I just pray that you'll stick with it. Uh, the tribes, if you notice on the left and right, bottom, top, up and down, uh, the tribe of Israel is outlined as a cross, the cross, the cross of Jesus. Uh, intentionally, the cross, uh, were, when in the desert, when they were traveling uh, out of Egypt, and he told them after they, he told them to build the tent and the tabernacle, that they would travel with this tabernacle, and he told them to establish the tribes, and as the tribes were established, they were positioned strategically around each side of the four corners, and four corners, four corners, four positions around the north, the south, the east, and the west, hallelujah, and so there was a number of tribes that totaled 605,000 that's over half a million soldiers. That's not including women and children, but these are the tribes of Israel. And you will study a little bit about that as we get into this as well. And here's another picture of the cross. And, and this gives Bible references in, in, in your book. You'll see at the bottom of the page on page 51. Uh, let me double check something because the book has been reprinted. And so may not be in 51 in this book. So let me make sure. Um, no, it's not going to be in 51. It's going to be on 56 in the new book, 56 in the new book. Hallelujah, 51 in the old book. 
Amen. So I'll just make those little notations. Glory to God. And so you, you'll find, if you want to look up scriptures about the biblical references of the 12 tribes and how they're set up, I tell you, there's so much to learn. Uh, there's so much to learn uh, that we don't teach enough of, of this in, in, in our churches. We need to teach more. Here's a, 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 a mock-up of the album court in the court. I use this old-fashioned style. Uh, the East Gate, you enter at the East Gate. You enter at the East Gate. You enter at the East Gate. This was the only way to enter into God's presence. The only way to enter into God's presence today is through prayer. It's through sincerity of your heart. And, and if you notice, this is outside of this is where the tribes and the people were. But in here, around this preference here, uh, you'll notice uh, that this, this area out of court, the white sheets represents the purity. We'll get into all of this. We'll talk about this out of court that's surrounded by these white sheets that, that, that it represents coming into the place of purity of God. Even though animals were being slaughtered, it represents coming into the presence of God because you enter at the East Gate. Hallelujah. Entering at the East Gate. Then there's the altar sacrifice, the lavier. And then here's, and, and we're going to study also about the, the covering of the holy court and, and, and talk about the skins that were made and why they were made. You see these little caps and these stones, or the, these columns, all of them have meaning, and we're going to cover that. We're going to cover the colors and the cores and the purpose of them. Uh, and so we're, so, so we're going to get into this out of court, entering into thy gates with thanksgiving, our courts with praise. This is what this was about. Enter to my gates with thanksgiving. Enter into my presence. That's what God is saying to us today. Enter into my presence. And so the tabernacle in the flesh represents the outer court. It represents the, the holy court. And it represents the spirit of God in the inner court. We're going to be talking about that as well. The outer court is the physical body, the physical world, the physical mind. Represents the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. It's the court of confusion. It's the court of unbelief. And, and for those who believe and receive Christ, you're moving out of an outer court relationship to a new relationship to the inner court or the holy court of God. And it represents where your soul, where your spirit is. And then the spirit of God is the inner dwelling of the Holy Spirit. It's Christ-centeredness. This is where we get into your Christendom, into your walk with Christ. And we'll get into some of that. And this is a different description of it, but it's similar. Is this making sense to anybody? I, I pray that those of you that didn't ever see this before, to think of your physical body as an outer shell. And inside of you, not only is there your organs, but there's a, there's a domain inside you that is the spiritual indwelling of the presence of God, where he tabernacles in you and calls you his meeting place. It is his, the mere breath of God that you breathe, the mind that you have, that the enemy in this mind is fighting that inner spirit of God that's in you through Christ Jesus. And it's like a well that you can't, the Samaritan woman who met Jesus at the well, it represents being able to tap into the indwelling of the Holy Spirit that's in you, but the lid is over it, or you don't have a cup and a rope or string to, to get deep down into the well to get the refreshing of the water and eat of this bread and drink of this water. You have, ah, glory to God, glory to God. And so, so, so I want you the spirit, the spirit of God that dwelleth in you, the spirit of God that dwelleth in you and I, 
You'll find that in 1 Corinthians 3.16. You'll find it in 1 Corinthians 6.19. You'll find it in 2 Corinthians 13 and 5. These are just some of the scriptures. And these, these, these um, links here, I give that in the book so if people want to type it into their browser, they can look up the scriptures and, and do Bible search. And these tools, Bible study tool is an excellent uh, Bible study tool. Know not that you are the temple of God. Well, what's the temple? It's a place where people gather to meet God or to worship God, or to celebrate God, or to adore God, to bring their sacrifice, bring their offering. It's a place where we come to, he says, for not, do not forsake the assembly of God's people. And so know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost, that the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit dwells in you? Yes. Examine yourself, whether you be in faith. What is faith? Faith cometh by what? Hearing the word of God. What is faith? Faith is the spirit of God. Faith is being able to believe in the impossible for that the only one that could do the impossible, the miracles, the signs, and the wonders that you're praying and believing for and the turning situations around is by believing in things that you don't see, but you believe that can happen. Prove your own self. Prove to say, in other words, I'm going to give you some truths and some righteousness that you can use, the righteousness of God that proves that his truth is real. Know ye not that you are, you are, know ye not your own self. You're not of yourself. You've been purchased by the blood. You were created in my image, and I delivered you out of sin by, the, by Jesus. I took your sins, imputed it out of you, and imputed it onto, onto my son Jesus. In other words, it's like a sponge. I sucked up all the sin of the world and put it on Jesus, and he died and rent the veil. The earth shook to set us free. There's a seismic shifting going on in the world because people have turned away from God, and God is tired of the world acting so ugly. God says, we're stiff-necked people, and he told me to remind people, you are my children. I created you in my image and my likeness, and the body of Christ is the believers. I'm not talking about your denomination, nor your pastor, nor nobody's titles. I'm talking about the walk and your relationship with the creator. Ain't no other creator than God the way I believe, but I can love you anyway. You can worship any way you want to. I'm going to love you in spite of whatever you decide to do because I don't want to have a retrograde mind because God said I can love my enemies and they, he will make them your footstools. That I prepared a place for you in my presence. That I prepared a table for you in the presence of your enemies. In other words, there's some stuff going on in your life that makes no sense, but let, your, let the love of God abide in you. Oh, my God. And so then we get to the sacrifice that where, where and, and we're going to talk about how this was made, why this was made. The wood that was made, this was covered with bronze. Anything that's covered with bronze, bronze and the brazen feet represents Jesus, who, who is the judge. So the bronze represents judgment. Mm. And so the wood that's that, that, that this bronze covered is called shittim wood, acacia wood. It's the hardest wood ever made known to mankind. And they call it, uh, 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 I call it acacia, and I could, because that's the right pronunciation, acacia, acacia, acadia. Uh, but it, but, but that, that wood is the hardest wood, but it represents the stubbornness of man, the, the, the resistance of man, the, the anger of man, your, your, ten, your tenseness, your, your anger. Anger is so strong, but that this temperament, this, this wood that he's talking about, can absorb this fire when I cover it with bronze, and it represents judgment. 
And the fire, the fire, the fire always purges. And so we bring a sacrifice to purge us from our sins because we didn't have Jesus. And so that's the first piece of uh, uh, furniture, if you will, uh, uh, that that are items, if you will, that were created and put in here to represent the sacrifice of Jesus. And so now you don't come bringing no lamb, you bring yourself as a living sacrifice. And so we see Jesus. Uh, I, I was going to teach this in the church, and, and I didn't want to use this because it was so gory, but we live in a world where people are shooting down everybody else. I want y'all to see what they did to my Jesus. I want you to see what they did to my Jesus. You can see everything else. Imagine when they whipped Jesus so bad, they tore the skin off of him. That's, this, is, this was made during the time that uh, Mel Gibson made the movie, and this is the first time I've seen some, something so dramatic. But I want us to imagine that God took all of this, Jesus took all of his Holy Spirit, he knew what was going on. He was in the Garden of Gethsemane crying out, Father, he saw this coming. I, I was looking for, um, um, you know, anyway, uh, glory. <laughs> the Lavier, the Lavier, the Lavier. It's a place of worship. It's where in the Bible in Revelation, it talks about the sea of glass. It's a place that is a reflecting place that God sees you. He sees your sin made out of brass. Brass becomes a mirror for, for the people back in that day. Mirror. And, and there's a 19 page, uh, 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 what's it called? Uh, 19 page draft I did that highlights all these features about the furnitures that are in the tabernacle, uh, synopsis, an overview. And, and I'm going to send that out to you. Uh, some of you have already got that with previous classes. Uh, some of the, we were teaching on God chaser and teaching about faith. I shared this with you all. And this is a place where the priest had to come wash the blood off. It was, it was much bigger, obviously, but they had to wash the blood off before they go to the Holy Court. Your prayers represent coming into the holiness of God, coming into the Holy Court. You had to clean yourself first. You, you had to, you had, this was the step. You brought the sacrifice. Mm. You brought yourself with a willing heart and a willing mind before God. Hallelujah. And, and you'll see this. You can go to these scripture texts. We're going to cover this uh, throughout the week. Amen. And this is the high priest. This is the, the priest. My, my son, um, um, James Nelson, drew these pictures that you're seeing. He took them from other drawings and made it uh, some images so that he could put his name on it because I asked him to do that. Uh, so there, the, all the pictures you see in the cover, um, my wife's oldest son, James, created this and, and these art factors. And I'm so grateful for him. Um, so artistry. He's an excellent artist, and he does a lot of graphic stuff as well. And Josh does graphics, that's the other son. But God bless them. The high priest and the holy garments, we're going to cover. What is this blessed breastplate? This represents the 12 tribes, the 12 stones. It represents the breastplate of righteousness. What is the breastplate of righteousness? It is the rightness of God's word. It's the truth of God's word. It's the spirit of God that speaks to us, that guides us and gives us a moral compass today. They had the urinum and thunums. They it was tucked on the inside. We don't need that today. We just call on Jesus and discern by listening to the Holy Spirit. We're going to cover, put on the whole arm of God. You see the sword and the shield, the armament of God, the feet shot in the preparation of the gospel. His belt is the truth. You know, we're going to cover all of these uh, factors. The helmet is the helmet of salvation. It's what keeps your mind in perfect peace with God. 
Let this mind that be in Christ be in you. Because you're in the battle. The battle is not down here. Battle's up here first. It's always in the mind. Because battles start with man's attitudes, man's perspective, man's willingness to want to be in control, to, to make other people subject to you, subject to their authority, subject to lies and deceit that the world has swallowed up whole, knowing the lie is a lie because we pull away from truth. And this is the, we get into the holy court and come into the holy court. There's some other pictures I'm going to show you, but the candlestick, the menorah, you're going to hear a lot about this because you're the light. You, you, you see, when he went to the seven churches, he told them to create seven churches that he sent them out. And, and, and this was in, uh, 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 around the Turkey area, Ephesus and Philadelphia, the churches, Sardis and, and, um, Oh, I can't think of all seven of them right now, but they were seven, but they represent the seven uh, churches. They represent the seven candles. The, 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 each one of these branches represents the presence of God. The stars represents the angels. All that represents the priest, that the, it is the priest of the house of God. It's, it's the pastors of the church today. The light is you. The candle that's burning, Zachariah 4 says, this is you. You're the candle of the Lord. Let your light shine. There's oil that runs. It's the spirit of God is the Messiah. So Jesus is the Messiah, the anointed one. Amen. And so, so you'll see as you come in that this, this is, if you go back to the other picture, and I'll show it to you in a minute, um, it, was, it was covered with skin. And one of them was dolphin skin. Dolphin skin was water repellent. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. But they, the colors were also important to understand. But this, this, this was pounded out of 75 pounds of pure gold. God gave, gave Beziel a mind, or Oliab, a mind to create these graphics that you're going to be seeing, these, these, this, this furniture, this artwork that represents the light of God. It was the only light in the tabernacle. Was, was this candle, and they had to keep it. It wasn't like going to your house, turning on electricity. You didn't have that. Amen. And so we see the showbread, the table showbread. Now, and you have different descriptions, different sizes, but the point is, and the altar, this is the place the high priest would come. This is the place where the high priest would come, and, and he would light this. When they first built the tabernacle, and you'll see this in Exodus, I think it's 40, when, the first, when, it, when they said it was ready, and, and Jesus, God, God showed up from heaven with a fire from heaven that, that struck the, the, the altar of sacrifice laid, which is the brazen altar on the outside that I showed you was made of bronze. He set that on fire from heaven. And they took the coals and the, and, the, and the fire from that and lit the incense. The incense represents the crushing of different herbs that were so precious. They're the same herbs that were used on the burial of Jesus. There was the same herbs and similar herbs in the alabaster box that, that uh, Mary was putting on his feet. And oh, my God. Mm -hmm. And so, so we see the showbread is the bread that the priests were able to eat. But it represents the bread of life. It represents when they put it in the in the they put this in the Ark of the Covenant to represent the bread of life that's always with you. And so, so the, and along with the tablets, meaning the law, the word of God, and the rod, the staff. 
the presence of God. And so this veil represents the veil that separated you from getting to the holy court, the holy court. And so this is the menorah, 75 pounds of pure gold. And these, these are not, uh, these are not bricks. These are stems. These represent uh, the branches. And, and here's the vine. That's, that's God. The stem, the major stem, the root of the tree itself, the tree itself, the roots, all of that that comes up out the ground that brings the tree. That's, that's the spirit of God in you. It's coming up through you. It brings life from the soil of the ground because God created it in his image and his likeness. He said, let it bring forth light. So if you cut a piece of a, 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 a branch off, you'll find some 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 fluid on it. That's 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 life. It represents the spirit of God. It represents the oil. <laughs> See these bowls on top. Oh, we're gonna get into it. How did they make this without an out God? Worshiping God. Always notice the four corners, which covers the world, north, south, east, and west. The poles that, that you had to carry this furniture in a certain way. It represents the reverence of the holiness of God. So the gold, the gold is purity because you had to burn it. You had to, it had to be melted over and over and over. If you read the book, uh, part of my testimony in the book and a note from the author is that I worked in a foundry and, and, and we would, they would get plastic, they would get glasses. Back then they were heavier and they'd had gold covering and silver covering and they would have a mixture of different chemicals and they put these, these glasses and all these teeth and stuff and mold it down, melt it down and melt it down and then pour it. And then we crack it out of the hot goo that was a sledge that would come off of it. And then we take the bricks and throw them and they, your gloves be boom, burning up the fire to purge all the stench, all the filth out of the gold. And then they put it back in there with some other stuff. That's God mixing us, oppression us to purify us. Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego come to mind. Are you ready to go through the fire? And this is the most sacred place in there. Uh, each one of them is sacred because without having the light to see where God is leading, you would not know to what to eat or how to stay alive in the spiritual realm because the only thing that can keep you when food can't keep you is the spirit of God, and that's the bread of life. And then you have to have a prayer life. And this is what brings you to the place of surrendering when you have an intimacy with God because the sweet smell, you don't become a sweet smell without going through some problems. You don't know what victory is. You don't know what it means to be successful until you fail. You don't don't know what it is to be happy unless you've experienced sadness. You don't know joy unless you've had some pain. But joy cometh in the morning. But all of these herbs that we're going to be talking about, this blood on the horns represents one on the outer court in the in the sanctuary of the of the uh, 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 outer court, the brazen altar they had because it was tied down, holding down the animals. Hmm. The face of Jesus with his arms outstretched. This is the veil similar, just, but my son did a different take on it. But he was highlighting the holy court, the ark of the covenant, the blood of Jesus, but the light of God shining through the presence of his holiness. Blue usually represents holiness. Now you hear us talk about the wings of God, the, the wings of the, the seraphims. Just imagine that they had eyes all around it in Ezekiel. This is the presence of God. 
It's the fullness of his glory that covers the Ark of the Covenant that's set on top on both ends. It covers the circumference of everything. Omniscient, omnipotent, presence of God. And the high priest is the only one that could go there. But guess what? You can go to God now on your own. All you got to do is say, Father, here I am. Have mercy on me. Forgive me. Lord, forgive me for my sins. Lord, I, I bow down. I worship. I adore you. Lord, this is the holies of holies. Be you holy because I'm holy, said the Lord. Be you glorified, God. And so these, these are just to give you a, a snapshot. And this is the ark, this is the ark of the covenant. And these, this is a smaller version, obviously, of the cherubims, but the wings that cover it. This was a seat, this was a covering. And then it came off. This was a cup that came off. It represents in heaven the place where God sits on his throne. Whoo, Jesus. And notice again, you'll hear the story of, of, of uh, I forgot who that was, the, the two brothers that touched the, touched the, the, the priest that touched uh, the side of the, when David was bringing the, the Ark of the Covenant and, and, it's, and, and the mule slipped and they tried to keep it from falling and instantly they got killed. We'll be covering that, what it means to be out of order with God. And so these, these are things that I, I, I'm, I'm praying that, that he says, Isaiah, for, for he shall grow up before him a tender plant and is rooted out of dry ground. He have no form, no communist. In other words, we're talking about Jesus. He, he didn't come the way man thought he was going to come. He didn't come arrayed in splendor and opulence and beauty of glorifying materials and, and sharp cars and wonderful woven clothes. And just, he was just a brother. He's just an ordinary man. Walking around what looked like a sheet cloth. <laughs> But he was despised. This, this is God in flesh. In the beginning was the word, and the word became. The word was God, and it is God. It's, it's Jesus. A man of sorrows, acquainted with our grief. As we hid, as it were, our faces from him, we despised him. There are people that dislike you because they don't understand how you can have so much love in you, how you can keep on forgiving people how you keep on being successful, how you keep on striving no matter what the circumstances, no matter what your health challenges are, you don't give up. No matter what goes on in your family, you don't give up. You just keep pressing forward. That's the spirit of God. Surely had broken that he's been born of grief, carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised. And so, so the tabernacle represents the suffering Jesus, who was the, the lamb that was offered up as a sacrifice. All we like sheep go astray and have gone So We have turned for everyone to his own way. Think about this verse in Isaiah 53 and 6, that the, the world has turned to its own ways. When you have Leadership that is so evil and, dis and so angry that you do things that violate the whole constitution of who man is. That, that he gave us due to this power not to limit one another, but to encourage and to strengthen and to build up each other. And that's not what we're seeing in our world today. 
He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb as uh, to the slaughter. That's Jesus. The lion of Judah. He's both a lion and a lamb. Notice, lion, lamb, sacrifice. Sometimes you feel like you can't bear no more. And so John 3, 14, 16 says, For God so loved the world, he gave his only what? Begotten son. That whosoever shall believe in him and, not, and, and, and believe him shall not perish by what? Have everlasting life, eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn it. So who is man to condemn each other? Who is man that you can violate people's rights? and the injustices that's in the world. That's why he says, Anton, tell the people to return unto me for thee, the candle of the Lord. Tell the people, the candle of the Lord, let your light shine. That's the theme for, for our prayer, 24 hour prayer around the world, saying to everybody, let your light shine. Let the light of God, the spirit of God shine all over this world. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn it, but to save it. Whosoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already by God. And last point I want to show is that you are the soldiers in the army of the Lord. You take up your whole armor. You've gone to a place where you born again. You are a priest by the blood of Jesus. He calls us in Revelations, uh, priests by the blood that sacrifice on Calvary. And we, we're going to get into this. I, I, I can't see my watch and my time right now. Um, but I know we're on that. We, we, we got started at uh, 2.10. Uh, so we're at 3.015. But, but this, this outline is you. This is you. When you, when you accept Jesus, because he created you with all of this already. The soldiers in the bottom was already created. That's you. He's, way, he's already put on you the arm of God. That's in you. That's a spiritual component of who you are. And it only gets stronger by your com committing to God. You, this is the battlefield of believers, where you learn to operate in your gifts and you establish um, a walk with God. But it requires being born again, meaning I confess Jesus. You were born to be a soldier in the army of the Lord. You were created in his image to be his ambassadors for this world, his, his truth seekers. You were born to repent because you were born in sin. You're in the world, but not of the world. Chris, I, I can send this to you. You don't have to write it. I see you writing. You all want to write this. If you want this, just tell me, still send me this. All this is already, this is out of my study guide. Y'all don't have a study guide. That's another, that's another hundred and some pages. <laughs> thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. But, the, but, but you, you were created in his image. He's waiting on us to confess and believe in our hearts, to study the word, to have fellowship, intimacy with God, so that you can become that priest that he created you to be. He called and anointed you from the foundation of time, trained and transports you to carry and preparing you the manure and the incense and the showbread. 
Well, well, the menorah is what? The light. The incense represents the sacrifice uh, that, that, that has to be crushed. Those are the herbs that have to be crushed. That's your prayers that become a sweet smell in his nostrils. The showbread is eating of the word. So the incense represents you sacrificing and being broken that your prayers and your pain and your suffering that God allows you to go through, that he says that I even love you so much that I will not tempt you above what you're able to handle. I will give you a way to escape. <laughs> Ooh, and then the high priest is Jesus. We got away from uh, the Levitical or Aaronical, as they're called, the, the priests of Aaron's lineage, Aaronical priests. Uh, these are appointed, anointed. This, the bless. this is where you get to be the priest in your home. But there are certain things that are in this that represent the fivefold ministry that we'll get into. That there are certain people that have different gifts and ministries that are called to serve for the glory of God. And so this dwelling and growing in Christ Jesus is putting on the whole armor of God that you become through sanctification, the priestly garments that you're wearing is because God has saved you from yourself. So putting on the whole armor of God is given to believers who without faith you have no shield, no helmet, no sword, no shoes, no belt. <laughs> you just out here naked, running wild in sin. <laughs> yeah, I've been there. I know what I'm talking about. But the priestly garments is when you confess and you begin to realize you're a priest. I, I'm, I'm a child of the priest. I'm a child of royalty. I'm a child of the royal. I'm, I'm a royal of the royal priesthood of God. My father is the king. I'm peculiar. I'm part of a holy nation. I'm, the, I'm an ambassador for Jesus. Because I've been sanctified. Now, see, that's that's when you grow up and start maturing and you understand that your sanctification didn't just happen overnight. It's a process all the rest of your life that, that you have to mature. That you got to walk by faith. That he called you out of and delivered you out of darkness. But you got to hear God's word. You got to know his voice. I wrote something early this morning. I don't know why it, the Holy Spirit knew I was going to teach this. Uh, I was listening on uh, on a prayer line this morning, and um, uh, I just want to share this with you all. Uh, let me see if I can find it real quick. But it's it's something that I wrote uh, that I sent. I sent a I sent a word of encouragement out to everybody in the morning, about twenty people. And, 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 and I wrote them this morning something that fits this description for us. Uh, good morning, peace within you. In the raging storms in our lives, you will discover and hear and experience in the storms of your life, the gentleness of the comforting voice and the embrace of God's Holy Spirit through Jesus Christ. And storms and billows will cease, even though the storms are raging. There's a place of peace in the presence of God. You calling and uh, you calling and your destiny, your calling and your destiny, your destiny, your destiny. To do greater greats is already written and it's already prepared. It's already set in stone. <laughs> 
because he's the Alpha and the Omega. He's the Alpha and the Omega. All that you see on this screen, I can send you all if you want a copy of it. Just text me and I'll send it to you. I see you, Chris. Uh, Sister Willamay, you want you want me to send you this? Okay. Uh, I'll send it to you, Clarence and, and Brother uh, Randall. I'll send this to you. But I just want you all to see what God is saying to us. And then there's a clip that I got from uh, Go ye therefore and teach all nations. That was the scripture this morning, Matthew 28, 19. But then I found a, a clip that in the raging storms of a waterfall with water rolling and rushing down and the thunder sound, but under all of that, in the cleft of the rock was a bird that was sitting there peacefully in the raging of all this powerful waterfall. And Pastor Ty was talking about in the midst of the storm, this animal was asleep because he, he wasn't flattering his wing. He was just at peace. That's the way God told Moses to hide you in the cleft of the rock. That's Jesus covering us from our sin. Mm. That's what I hope that you'll, you'll get from this. And so the East Gate represents the color purple. We're going to get into all that kind of stuff that'll help you understand who you are in Christ Jesus. Amen. Who you are in Christ Jesus. And so I, I just pray that 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 through uh, the teaching of this word, uh, I'm trying to get back to, to my screen. Uh, I, I pray that this teaching will elevate your relationship to, to, to want to know more about who God is, who you are in Christ Jesus. Um, I didn't go through the steps. I, I'm being led by the Holy Ghost to teach this. And so anybody that's been in my classes know uh, whatever I put before you, we'll get to it. <laughs> but I got to follow what the Holy Ghost gave me. And I think this PowerPoint, I did this presentation at, at uh, uh, Bible class, Pastor Kruger, God rest his soul. And I pray his wife, uh, Sister um, uh, Kruger, Jeanette Evangelist Kruger, she prayed her heart out this morning. I prayed that she'd be on next week. She called me and told me she couldn't be on because of her schedule. But I'm praying that more people will get on so that you can hear their testimony. Her husband saw me teaching this and invited me to be in the class. And he said, you don't need to teach a certification, but I want you in the class. And that's why I met Willa May. Let me show you how the hand of God works. Uh, Willa May, I can't thank you enough because for the last 50 weeks, almost a whole year, you've been on with me and encouraging me. She was the first person who said, I want, to be, I want you to teach more. Brother Randall was the first brother I met that just stuck with me from, from victory and all these years later. And, and so Clarence, I met praying outdoors because God told me to go pray outdoors. Clarence sent the money and sold the seed that I was able to order a flyer and got the, I didn't get the flyer to this past week. I worked with some other things and it didn't come out the way I wanted. I didn't get discouraged. I just kept going. And I said, Lord, you know what I need. I want, I want, a, I want a, a, a pop-up kind of desk stand that you can, I can stand up and talk, a podium raise up and down so I can sit down and stand up and talk and, and stand on my feet and teach. So I'm praying and asking God for these things. So why, why are you charge thirty dollars? I'm only asking because I need some things that, and I'm retired, I don't have the money, I'm asking God for it. So if you gain something from this teaching, please sow a seed. The book I'm giving 
I gave it's 254 pages. The PowerPoint, I don't give that out. But all the written material that I have that I can share with somebody, even the worksheets that, that I'm going to show you, and then I'm going to close, close us out. Here's, is this, we're going to go over this next week so you can answer all of these questions uh, going into the next weeks or two. Um, and they're not hard, but it's just exercise. And if you've studied the book over the pages that I've outlined for the first two weeks, you will answer all these questions easily. So be prepared next week to answer these. Um, and, and here's, these are multiple choice, fill in the blank, select true or false, select one. Um, here's an example of who were the two men God gave Moses who are filled with wisdom, knowledge. If God didn't fill John and Moses, he, he filled up Basilel and Aeolihab. And, and they both come from both extremes of the tribes of Israel. The camp of Israel foreshadows the coming of Jesus. Reconciliation means the forgiveness of, of, of sin. That you can't be crucified. Life make you feel like it. Redeemed is the propitiation of the debt paid. Debt is paid. What color? So we're going to go through all of this and so that you understand the relationship of who you are in your prayer life and you enter into the holy court of God. Amen. Amen. And, and so that's uh, any questions I'm going to close out right now, but we're going to cover all of this uh, next week. Um, and, and believe me, there's enough. There's so much in this that if you miss one week, you won't be that far behind because it, it gets repeated in different areas because you're talking about a spiritual relationship with God. And, and throughout the whole book, you'll hear me referencing something that you may not have heard one week. You may hear it the next week. But Amen, Brother Seals. I, I just uh, I thank you. This is a refreshing hey, course for me. And I intend to stay with this and as much as I can because it's really informative. And you give out a lot of good information and things we need to know. I appreciate that, Brother Randall. And I was, I was hoping, and this is self-evaluation. The, the, the word I share with you all says, examine yourselves. And, and one of the ways I examine myself as an instructor facilitator is to be able to, to, to let the Holy Spirit bring out more out of me. So I hope that you, because you've been through, I think, I know you've been through one class. I think you've been through this twice. Uh, <laughs> but, but, um, I'm, I'm, I truly believe the Lord has, in 12 years, revealed some new things to me, and I pray that the teaching is, is clearer and there's a, a fresh anointing on what God wants people to hear. And, and pray for me to as I humble myself before. I'm not asking God to humble me. I ain't praying for patience either. <laughs> oh, Lord, y'all laugh because you know what that means. You ask for patience, you got to go through some stuff. Hey, thank you so much, Brother Randall. Thank you for your continued support. Um, I really appreciate uh, Brother Clarence, who gives up his lunch uh, to be on with us. He finds a hiding place, some kind of way uh, where he works. It's noisy, but he always finds a way to be on. And he's been on, uh, I think, for the last two classes I've taught. Uh, I've never taught this class 16 weeks. I've only been able to teach it in the church eight weeks or um, 10 weeks. 
And I was led in the Holy Spirit, Sister Wilma, to take my time with this. And so Randall had a share with me, you need to leave room. And Sister Naomi Jennings, she's not on right now. Uh, other people may join us. Um, one of the things that we'll do is after we've been on, like right now, if there are people that want to stay on and have questions and answers, we can do that. We can do that for people that want to stay on a little longer. Randall was in a class and we had to be out, but there were some times we would get there early and talk. And, and then afterwards, people would talk. So there's a way to do it. We got to get off. We welcome you. We thank you for being on. We do this in prayer. Uh, but God bless you. Uh, Sister Willamay, you want to share anything with the listening officers? Please encourage senior citizens, young and old. If you're sitting at home at 2 o'clock in the afternoon and you ain't doing nothing but watching TV, I don't care what church you go to. As long as you can accept Jesus Christ, even if you don't accept Jesus Christ, maybe this help you learn to accept Jesus Christ. Maybe to put a burning and stirring in your soul. There's fire shut up in your bones that you even know about that it'll come alive in you that is God. I'm inviting everybody who hears my voice to be a part of this class. But we welcome you. I'm not criticizing people. I'm not tearing nobody's church down. I'm telling you what the Holy Ghost has given me to say. The world is in trouble because we don't understand we are. We are the believers is what God is calling forth, his army to shed light because you're the light of the world. The light of the world, so let your light shine. Candle of the Lord. You are a candle of the Lord. I say it again. You are a candle of the Lord. Let your light so shine until you ain't got no breath in your body. So there ain't nothing left in me, God. I promised him that I'd give my best. And I still ain't got that. And I'm sorry, God. But I desire to be even better at what I'm able to do that brings you glory, God. And I pray that you touch the people that hear this class, oh God, that, that something will shift in their life, dramatically shift that draws them closer. Lord, I humble myself before you, God, and seek the more to learn, to thirst the more like a deer. Lord, feed us. Give us what we need to go forth and do your will, do your work. Carry out the assignment that you've given us from foundation of time. I thank you all for listening, being a part of this. Thank you. Thank you, Brother Chris, for your comments. Thank you, Sister Willamay. I didn't hear you say nothing, but thank you. I'm enjoying <laughs> myself. I know, I know you always tell me that. So I, I <laughs> but God bless you. Clarence, bless you. I know you're probably in a place that's got something going on now, but thank you for staying on. And we'll be on next. We'll be on for 16 weeks, um, and maybe longer. Depends on what you all decide. Uh, Willa May and her sisters were on you all, and I was only going to teach 10 weeks. And they said, no, 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 brother, you can't, you can't stop at 10 weeks on Smith Wigglesworth. They had 19 chapters. Do you know they stayed on me with, for 19 weeks? They stretched me to, I was like, oh, my God, because I hadn't prepared for 19 weeks. <laughs> but God bless you all. I love you with the love of Jesus. Yeah. If you hear this message and you want to uh, reach out to us, uh, the information is on the, on the website, ajsministry.net. Uh, just click um, the blog page and you'll get all the information links that you need. If you like to sow, the information is on the Facebook page. 
And I, I just want to thank God for all of you for being on. Um, all that information is already on my um, on my Facebook page. So if you desire to sow a seed into AJS ministry, you can sell it or cash app it or go to ajsministry.net and donate on PayPal. Peace and blessings. Father right. bless everybody. Amen. This. And I thank all of you. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Hallelujah. Glory.